Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wrestling Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. But I want to thank you for the opportunity to come. Thank pastors for allowing me to come and stand in one of the most sacred places or I consider it to be, and that is standing here in your presence, giving the word of God. His presence today has just been so sweet, and there I, I too feel that, that shift. I mean, you just, it's like, you know, when I read Genesis and it talks about the Holy Spirit moving over the face of the deep, <laughs> oh, you can feel it. You feel that. It's just like, whoa, what's he going to do now? <laughs> so that's, that seems to be where we are this morning, and it's exciting, and, and I, I just revel in the presence of the Lord. And if you want to join me this morning, I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. And I am going to be reading this first uh, scripture. is going to be out of the Passion Translation. And... Uh, I was praying a few weeks ago and, and talking to the Lord about um, how that when we're going through things, you know, it, it's, I was reminding him, you know, sometimes things just get hard and life gets hard. And sometimes there are questions that come at us that are just hard. And there's times where, man, I do not know what to do here. And the Lord, and I go to the Lord and I say, I need your counsel. I need your guidance. I need you because this is too hard for me. And I one day was talking to him and I said, God, you promised not to give me anything more than I could bear. And God said, yeah, but you need to take a closer look at that. So I may just be preaching to me this morning and that's okay. But if this applies to you, then man, take it in and let it root and let it grow. All right, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more, for along with every trial, God has provided you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. I got to move this. Hang on. I don't have room. I'm running into that. Okay. We all, all, that's not just the pastor. That's not just me. That's all. It is all. Whether you're a child of God, whether you're a servant of Satan, or whether you're just the individual out there trying to make it work, we all have times of testing which is normal for every human being. And that scripture that says, why do you think it's strange, the fiery darts that afflict you? And we, sometimes things begin to come at us and we're like, why, 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 why? Because it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's normal. 
It's a part of everyday life. We have an enemy. We have someone that absolutely hates what we stand for. He hates what we're doing. He hates where we're going. And he hates the fact that we have a mouth and we're speaking out the things of God. He hates that. So there's a plan. There's an attack. There's going to be something coming at you. And you're going, but God, I'm your favored child. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to test you out. I'm going to try you and I'm going to see what you're going to do with this. I'm going to see where you stand. I'm going to see how strong you've become. And he says, but God will be faithful. I am so glad that when the hard things come, he, come, he doesn't tuck tail and run. I do, but he doesn't. And he stands right there and he's encouraging me and he's staying over me and he's, he's faithful. God never leaves me to do it on my own. He is faithful. No matter what comes, he is faithful. <laughs> and he says, and he is faithful to you. To you. He's faithful to me. <laughs> Sometimes we think he's faithful to everybody else, but not me. He does it for everybody else, but not me. But that's a lie from the pits of hell. He says, I am faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity. Now, this part right here, I don't care too much for. One thing that when we're reading through this scripture, and, I, and maybe I am just talking to me, but we have a tendency or I have a tendency of, try, of trying to place this on my idea of fairness. And that's not what this means. We, and, and one of the reasons that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read all these, these verses, but Matthew 20 and verses 1 through 16 in the CEV, he's talking about, this is an example of God's fairness, which in my mind is like, that ain't fair. That's not fair at all. I do not agree. Now, I am never disrespectful to the Lord, but I have no problem telling him I don't agree with him. And I, there's times I don't. I'm like, God, this, this doesn't seem, are you sure? You know, I, I will. I'll just, God, this doesn't seem right. But this is, a, Jesus is telling about the, uh, early one morning a man went out to hire some workers. And he said, I'm going to pay you, oh, this is the wage I'm going to pay today. And he said, um, go work. Well, they went. And a little bit later, just a few hours later, he went back to the marketplace and there were more people there needing jobs. So he said, go work in my field and I'll give you a fair wage. He goes back a little later in the day and there's some more people out there and he says, go work in my field. And they go and he says, I'll pay you a fair wage. And then at the end of the day or close to the end of the day, he goes back and there's more people standing there and he goes, what are you doing here? And they said, nobody's hired us. And he said, go work in my field. And then at the end of the day, he's, he gives the command to pay everybody. And he pays everybody the same amount. Even the people that only worked for an hour, the people that worked all day in the sun and the heat and worked hard, got the exact same thing that the person at the end of the day got. Now, every last one of us are sitting here going, wait a minute. If I'd have been that person walk, working all day long, I would have expected a little bit something extra because these others shouldn't get the same thing I got. But God's mercy is the same for everybody. His rewards are the same for everybody. That's God's fairness. And just because I'm looking at a situation and thinking, okay, this should work out this way, doesn't mean that's what God's going to do. He says... He will screen and filter the severity. Well, there's times 
I'm looking at the situation and going, I can't do this. And he goes, exactly. Exactly. God gives us what he can bring us through. He partners with us. We go through it. We battle it. We fight it out. We walk through it. Sometimes we crawl through it, but he goes with us all the way. We don't go alone. And know this, he has tested out. He has taken a look at that severity and he has said, okay, this is a little beyond the edge of what they've done before. This is a little beyond the edge of where they've been, but I'm going to take them through and they're going to walk it. They're going to run it and they're going to be strong enough to do it because I'm going with them. The test and the trial is not what you can bear on your own. The test and the trial is what we can bear through Jesus Christ, the Son. He has given us all we need to go through it all. <laughs> I was listening to the worship songs this morning and thought, man, she's been in my message. <laughs> God does that sometimes. He just correlates it all and brings it together and he helps this one little old servant know that, yeah, you're on the right track today. <laughs> and that's he says the severity, the nature, man alive, there are things, there are some things I go through that you couldn't. There are some things that you go through that I'm standing in awe that you're walking through that valley, that you're climbing that craggy mountain. I'm standing in awe of where God is taking you. Each and every one of us, God knows our makeup. He knows what he put into you. He knows my personality. He knows that I'm not a bold, brave person. He knows that I'm not some, when I am walking up to meet you after church, everything inside of me is going smile, 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 be friendly, be friendly, be friendly. You know, because it's not natural for me. I like to stay in the background. And, and it's like when God, I was 10 years old when I was saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And not long after that, God showed me that I was going to be preaching. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that means I have to get up in front of people. People, I have to look them in the face. I have to look them in the eye. It's not going to work. God, it's not going to work. I promise you, it's not going to work. And he still said, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So guess what you got? <laughs> so at 16 years old, I preached my first message. And I'm telling you what, my knees were knocking, my, my feet were shaking, and I wanted to run out the back door. That was a test for me. <laughs> that may not be a test for you, but it is for me. And if I've got to get up and stand and actually talk to people and not be under the, the anointing of the Holy See, God and I partner right here. <laughs> it is definitely a partnership right here. We're standing on my own with a microphone. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> Take it back. I'm done. But God says, I know what I'm doing, and I don't always agree because my mind doesn't work like his. Thank God for that. <laughs> you guys would be so sorry. <laughs> but he says, the nature and the timing. Ooh, the timing. <laughs> There's been times where I've been bam, 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 one after the other. And it's like, God, I can't take much more. I can't go much further. He controls the timing. 
So if it's coming, if, it, if you're going through something and it's a hard walk, sometimes you've got those feet and you're putting it in and you feel like you're pulling it out of muck and mire and you're going, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And sometimes all of a sudden you see dry ground and you're walking and you're leaping and you're running and you're jumping and you're dancing. Sometimes you're trying to dance in the muck and the mire. That's okay. Go for it. <laughs> you will get your way out faster if you're dancing. <laughs> I, I have always used to, when I was younger, I would say, God, teach me how to walk on water. Teach me how to walk on water. And it was later as, you know, I was pretty young then. And later as I was studying and realized that that, that was a huge major storm going on there when Jesus was walking on water. And when Peter said, okay, call me, I'll come out and walk. It was a big storm. Nowadays, I don't say, God, teach me to walk on water. I say, God, teach me how to dance on those waves. Teach me how to dance all over those rocking waves. Teach me how to dance all over them so that I'm stepping on the enemy's head and he's feeling every bit of it that I do. Oh, he makes me so mad. I just, there's time, I'm telling you, when my kids, my kids and my grandkids are coming in and they've taken on the world views and they're spouting all this garbage, I have this really strong desire to go boom. Take him down. But I am taking him down and just can't see it. Every time I get on my knees, every time I begin to dance in my bedroom, I am taking him down. He is going down now. He is not staying alive with his tricks and his contrivances. He is going down because I have the victory. Because I am going through this. He says each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Each test is an opportunity to trust him for what he's doing in my life. Each test is an opportunity for me to grow. And I'm, I'm hoping I get huge. I want to be a giant at least 20 feet tall, maybe more. I want to grow. I want muscles as Arnold Schwarzenegger will be looking at in awe. You know, that's what I want. I want to be the Amazon woman with the javelin that's going through and going, I gotcha. My trust, my trust is growing because I'm going through each test. I'm going through each trial. That word test, it, it's got a double meaning. It can be a test or it can be a temptation. Depends on how it's being used in the scripture. But he says, <laughs> he's already screened everything so that he knows what we can do. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more for along with every trial. Every trial. Not some of them. Not a few of them. Not one or two every trial <laughs> that makes my feet happy <laughs> every trial there is a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously <laughs> I dance before the Lord at home I don't do it a whole lot out there's not enough room here because I'm not one of those people that can just go up and down I have to <laughs> move <laughs> my husband told me one time that I look like a chicken with my head cut off now that will that will encourage you to go ahead and dance at church let me tell you 
but I will dance at home <laughs> all over my living room. James is usually asleep when I'm doing that, but you know, because it's usually about two o'clock in the morning, you know, and I can't sleep and I'm up and I'm praying and all of a sudden I get to feeling that victory. <laughs> and I'm a dancing all over my living room. I don't go to my bedroom, not enough room in there. And I definitely don't go to my craft room to do it, but I'm out in my living room and I'm dancing because there's victory. He has given me a way out. And I am victory. He's not given me a place to run away from the test. He's given me a way out victoriously. I have defeated my enemy. <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> he allows things to come our way. He's testing us out to see what we're made of, to see if we're going to grab hold and do what he knows we can do. He's not leaving us on our own, but he's taking us through because we've got to grow. You don't keep holding the hand of your toddler as they're learning to walk. You let them go. God lets us go. And he's cheering us on. He's saying, go, go, go. You got this because I've got you. I've got this because he's got me. <laughs> no better place for me to be. <laughs> and when we do that, God gets the glory. We bring glory to the Lord. People see us. I do not want to be a molly grub Christian. I don't want to be a sour pickle. I want to share the joy of the Lord no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm looking at. I've got a grandson that he's watching and he's confused <laughs> and he's asking questions, but he's defensive <laughs> and that's okay. When he's asking questions, he's more argumentative than he is um, really seeming to want to know the answers. But I know what the Lord's doing in that heart. And one of these days, he may be the first grandchild that comes in, I don't know. But it doesn't matter to me because he's going to come home. Amen. God is tugging at his heartstrings. God is pulling at him, and God is stirring things. And right now, the only way he knows how to handle it is to ask questions and to be on the offensive side of things. And sometimes, let me tell you, he can be offensive. <laughs> he, he really, ask his mother. <laughs> I can go home. She lives with him. <laughs> She and Matthew live with it every day. <laughs> I'm at home praying for them. <laughs> that's not my test. That's theirs. <laughs> See what I mean? They can have that one. <laughs> I heard he did that with a couple of my five, three of my five. <laughs> but he's seeing the glory in their lives. He's seeing that work of the Lord. He's not understanding it, and he's really not wanting it. But that's okay, 
God knows how to get it. God knows how to reach you. And it's all right. <laughs> I want to go to Isaiah verse 40, or chapter 40, verse 29. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Classic Version. He gives power to the faint and weary. Now I went to, I took a, a note from Pastor Caleb and I went to helps on this one. And that word power means to be a wall. To resist. Power to withstand assault. Potent enough to maintain. Do you ever have a hard time just maintaining? <laughs> he says he gives power. Like, it, like a retaining rock wall. Now, we all know what a retaining wall is around here. Hurricane season, everybody's got those bags out there, and you've got a retaining wall in case of flood. But this is a rock wall, <laughs> which provides full protection to achieve what is needed. I have exactly what I need because he's made me a retaining rock wall. Take that, devil. You can't get through this. <laughs> This is solid spiritual rock right here. What you gonna do? You ain't taking me down. I'm blocking you out. You're not taking my kids because I'm blocking you out. You're not taking my grandkids because I'm blocking you out. You're not taking my garden because I'm blocking you out and those bugs gotta go. Who does he give power to? The faint and the weary. He, <laughs> the faint and the weary, he says, I'll give power. I give you power. I give you power. And to him who has no might, might, strength that meets and fulfills necessary challenges. We have challenges. I have challenges. You have challenges. They're not the same. That's why we pray for one another and we bear one another's burdens. It's because they're not the same. And everybody doesn't approach them the same way. And what's hard for me won't be hard for you. God would, wouldn't, he wouldn't have given it to me if it was going to be easy. He's taken me through that I grow. He says, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. And that means to, in the strong says that word, 7235, is be or become great. Be or become many. Beer become much. <laughs> increases strength. That word increases. Be or become much strength. Yeah, I've got those Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles bigger than him because God has given me that strength. He has increased my strength. That's why we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us is because he has given us the strength. He has given us what we need. Always. Causing it to multiply and making it to abound. I like that word, abound. Abundant, abound, yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. And you're like, yes. Even in the middle of I'm weak, I'm faint, I'm weary. I don't know if I can get up off my knees from this prayer time because I'm so faint. I'm so weary. God, I'm tired. I've been fighting this battle for a long time. I'm tired. I'm so tired. And he says, but I've given you power. 
you're that rock wall. <laughs> and I'm increasing your strength. My last lab results showed that I was deficient in B12. And I had been so tired. There were days where it was like, Kylan, you do school. I got to go have a nap. No one's went down for a nap. I'm going down. And I was, I was taking, when he'd go down in the morning, I'd go down. And when he'd go down in the afternoon, I'd go down because I couldn't, I couldn't function. So she gave me a shot and told me to start taking B12. But I was so tired. Let me tell you what, my B12 still isn't where it's supposed to be. Just wait and watch what happens when my B12 gets up where it's supposed to be. You're going to see a whole new me. You're, you're going to see the energy I'm supposed to have up here. <laughs> but that's the way it is. When we are tired and weary, God comes along with a B12 shot and says, bam, <laughs> there you go. There's what you need. And you're able to go on. You're able to move. Now, I don't know, are, were we able to do the clip? Okay. Going to run a clip here. This is not a family-friendly movie. It's a real-life take on a real-life person who is fighting in World War II. So because it's real life, there are people that cuss. So it's, it's not family-friendly. But Desmond Doss is a Christian, and he wanted to be a part of the war, but he didn't want to take life. He wanted to go in as a medic. And God did a miraculous thing through him in this war. He fought hard. And it looked like he was going to be court-martialed. But he fought hard to hang on to his beliefs and do what he felt like he was supposed to do. And this particular scene right here is a scene where the enemy is attacking. If you'll go ahead. in your life when the bombs are going off there's wreckage all around you 
friends have died and you feel like you can't hear and you don't know what he wants, you keep asking. He will answer you. He heard the cry for a medic and he took off running into the flames and sometimes we have to run into the flames. We have to run into the bombs. We have to run into the wreckage. But he didn't go the other way. He went into the fire. He saved over a hundred men that day. He was the only one up there. The rest of the team, I don't know what they're called. The rest of the team was gone. They had retreated and he stayed. And he rescued over a hundred injured men. Sent them down the mountain. We have a job to do. The world is crying out for a medic. We are that medic. Run on into that fire. Run on in and rescue. Regardless of the wreckage that's around you, run on in and rescue. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.